Hello and welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Porter, and I'm joined this Independence Day by Luke Bedema of Muster. Hi there. Hi. Did I, did I say the name right? Yes, absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, one one point to me then. Absolutely. I'm going to have to find yeah. a way to, uh, to come back from that. I don't know yeah, your last yeah. name. It's, it's like, it's like uh, interview Pong. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm down for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, so... Uh, how are we, how are we doing today, Luke? Pretty good, yeah, pretty good. This is a um a busy busy time of year. I, I gather it's kind of like that for lots of people now. Um, I don't know if you're kind of if you've if you've got kids, your your kids are sometimes doing exams, and if you're working, you're kind of uh yeah. I mean, I I just feel incredibly busy. I've got a lot on my uh, to do list at the moment, but it's not not bad. It's just um yeah, yeah been a, a bit of a long. I work in construction, so mm -hmm. summers all go Definitely for go. that. Yeah, and then it's also convention season. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Th so those are the two, those are two examples that I was fumbling for <laughs> when I when I said education. <laughs> I was like, I know it's true of something else, um, but yeah, yeah. obviously because you don't want it uh, raining all over you all the time. You do it when it's uh, no. long daylight hours and no rain or little rain. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, it's it's more the fact that a, a lot of the a lot of the heavy building works done in the summer, as you mm -hmm. say, because the weather's better. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, lots of rewires oh, and stuff. Bet you, for those of you listening, bet you did not think you would be getting a little look into the world of construction. No. But there you go. No, you learn something unique yeah. and special that, every day. That's that's a free one. Yeah. Um. So now that we've got all the the niceties out the way. Why don't you tell the the listeners, whatever they are, yeah, what Muster is? Absolutely. Um, so Muster is a it's a mobile app uh, that that runs on iOS and Android um, for people who play tabletop games, um, tabletop games of all kinds, um, board games, uh, CCGs, TCGs, miniature based games, collectible miniature based games, role playing games, um, and any any game that has that kind of inherent uh in-person social aspect to it and all of the games that have that plus any kind of technological assistance um and the point of the app is to help people connect with more groups more individual players and uh more events uh nearby to them or in the places that they're sort of traveling to um, we try and resist this um analogy because it's not great but um we've had it been called the uh the tinder of tabletop gaming you know i was just about to ask is it like tinder for tabletop yeah. gaming um it is in in a lot of respects but i guess um one of the big functional differences is that um you don't get sent lots of dick pics well that's the the dick pics have not come into come into it <laughs> <laughs> which is one big thing that wasn't what i was going to go for first <laughs> but uh <laughs> basically it's it's not intended for for dating it's it's intended for the um so, social function that that um yeah. kind of i guess you call it matchmaking which again has um that kind of dating yeah, yeah. it has that connotation but, but uh, yeah. different but we, kind of matchmaking yeah, yeah yeah we we looked at um we looked at a lot of things but one of them was asking whether um the uh networking platform steam for pc gamers it, i don't know if you guys uh will have heard of it I, some of you must have done um steam for for tabletop gaming how do we give players that matchmaking mm -hmm. that 
social networking, that ranking, all, all of that stuff that's inherent in PC gaming? How do we bring that to tabletop? And um, so, so Muster, is, it's been in kind of a public beta phase since December. Um, and what I've learned about software is that uh, you will never accurately predict um, how long it'll take to build and you'll never accurately predict uh, how many kind of errors and bugs and things you'll find. So the process has been one of trying to fix and um, improve everything. Um, but that, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of the basic idea and where we're at with it now. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, it's essentially, we were talking a little bit about stress testing early, earlier. This is really the, the stage you're at with muster then. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's actually two things, stress testing, certainly part of it because we have the kind of designed functionality that we we intended um mm -hmm. but then we kind of once we encountered all these users when we when we went with the the beta launch and went to a couple of conventions which obviously is where we went at um at a uh, aircon yeah UK, um once we did that we started getting all this other feedback not just from stress testing but kind of people recommending to us what they would want from a uh from a platform that, that that we were describing, like the the dream scenario, and and we got different stories from different people. Um, and one of the things with trying to cater to board gamers and miniature based gamers and collectible card game, they all want slightly different things, and they all kind of prioritize slightly different things. So that process of listening has been, uh, yeah, has been really really important. And we're 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 still trying to do that. We're still trying to grow the number of testers and followers so that we can get a better idea, I guess, of, of how to improve. Yeah. And I suppose as much as that's a huge part of the beta, that that's a, that's a vital part of software development mm. going forward, especially as you say, for a community driven project like Muster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it, it will probably never end. Or I, I, in some ways we hope it never ends that process of hearing from people what they want um and and what even if it's just saying like my my uh dream scenarios that it could do this completely random um kind of thing that's right on the edge of what any of the kind of mainstream users would want it, that's interesting to hear and to know um mm -hmm. and uh yeah I, I i think um the more the more we learn from people obviously the better the service and or, or the product and the, and the service that we can provide is that like goes without saying um but yeah, I'm, I'm, my background isn't in, in software. Um, I kind of uh, stumbled into doing this. Uh, it's like an entrepreneurial thing, I guess, out mm -hmm. of um, a, a, a cultural anthropology degree, <laughs> which um, okay, yeah, did not did not give me all of the employment opportunities in the world. So I guess I had to um, yeah try and come up with something for myself. And for the moment, I'm kind of bringing a my love of tabletop gaming uh, together with something that I hope in the future will give me a, like a full-time project and, uh, and work. Yeah. I mean, you say that about the, the, the limitations of, of that cultural anthropology mm. degree, but at the same time, there must be some insights um, mm. and some knowledge that you've taken from that and applied here. Uh, well, yeah, actually, as I was saying it, I was like, well, actually, hold on. There's, there's this and this, and um, I mean, I guess from a um, a vocational point of view, like I didn't have any qualifications that I would be, w w uh, kind of leveraging in it. Or, but you're, you're, you're actually very, you're, you're right. Um, I think although what you learn 
in anthropology is a very it's, it's a kind of very specific type of uh, or way of looking at people and understanding the relationships between them and, and groups and, and communities and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it, it, it's given me a, a like a backdrop for thinking about how to best understand a very diverse community of people it would sure. be one thing, um, which yeah. which tabletop gamers certainly certainly are. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, if I were to like sit down and, and try and kind of comb through my experience of, of, of doing this uh, startup or, or, and running this project, how many times do I feel like I've uh, been being an anthropologist? I don't know how many would come up, um, but it would be interesting to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I dare say we could talk about that for a very long time yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, one, one of the things that um, that you alluded to in our initial chat when we were at Aircon mm-hmm. earlier this year, it's a great convention, by the way, if you're into open Absolutely. gaming, Aircon's the one to go to. Uh, I believe they've announced some new dates, so they we'll have something yeah, in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mark, the, uh, one of the fantastic organisers, is... Uh, yeah, he's um, pushing for their next event um, and trying to get stuff in line for that. So, yeah, yeah. hopefully it'll be as well prepared as it was last time and um, even bigger and better. Yeah. yeah. Well, th- this is a hell of a, c- a claim, but I believe what they have officially announced is that they have the most open gaming space of any European mm-hmm. convention. Ah, which is, that's a cool that's start. Quite, yeah, yeah, that's quite a feat. But, um, yeah. yeah aircon yeah it it, dep- it depends um depends what you're looking for in that sense um not 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 to sort of question I, I mean everybody um had a fantastic time as far as i know but the open gaming space um for some people that's not the priority is it it's like um what opportunities do you get to see new products or talk to designers or, or developers and stuff but it's obviously a draw i was just thinking about like what could you do to to say Oh, well, yeah. actually, our convention's the most appealing in Europe, and open gaming space. Don't get me wrong, is is up there. Um, well, it's a, it's a huge thing for people, isn't it? Because yeah. you see people bringing yeah. bags and bags of games, and at yeah. first you're like, "Oh, are you bringing that for the bringing by?" And like, "No, no, this is yeah. just to play." <laughs> yeah. right. Okay, gonna, yeah, if you if you yeah. like, carry on. Yeah, I'm gonna sleep for three hours, and yeah, <laughs> the rest of the time I'll be yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but I mean, like, you're you're right. Like for for me, when I go to a convention. I want to go and play the things that I'm only going to be able to play there. Mm. So, yeah. I, you know, I make a beeline for the demo area yeah. Yeah. and uh, all of that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, different strokes for different Listen, folks. Absolutely true. I like my, well, some of my, I mean, we, we, we obviously had the business or like startup uh, interest in being there and like trying to show off the app and, and connect with people in that way. But I, I loved hearing, um, people who'd recently created a game and had it in like, you know, they've got the foam cutouts and the fabric mat stuff with the like draft of the board and everything on it. Yeah. Um, in a lot, lots of cases, that's like the very raw form of the game and like w- still working out how the basic gameplay mechanics are going to play out and like what the themes are and stuff. And I, I find that super interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know how, whether this has ever cropped up for you guys, but one of the things I hope to do, down the line is is uh build a build a game design a game of some kind i don't know don't know what but it's uh, you're right though it's quite exciting seeing mm. a prototype and it's weird because they they look impressive but a lot of the time look like kind of hand-knitted yeah, at the same yeah. time 
Um, because, like you say, it's the very early iterations of the game. But look, yeah. that that's quite exciting. I think yeah. is is um, watching the the birth of something. I yeah. guess to, to get a little bit arty about it. But I mean, sometimes it's a load of bollocks as well, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll sit down and they'll be like, "Oh well, in order to get these tokens, you've got to skip over." And it, you're like, "Okay, well, like it would be nice to to understand kind of why I'm doing this and like." And putting in place those mechanics, but you've got to start somewhere, don't you? Um, yeah, and there, there's some of them you're right where you sit down and you think this is really bad, but there's yeah. something good in here, you know? Yes, yeah, 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 a little golden nugget, um, buried away somewhere in all yeah. of the strange gameplay decisions. But you've got that, so I, everybody, like every amazing game developer, publisher had their first game, right? And it may not have been. Yeah may not have been as amazing um but you yeah you've got to you've got to put your best foot forward got to start somewhere mm. but anyway going back to our original conversation when yeah. we were at aircon yeah one of the things that you alluded to in that conversation was that there had been similar apps and programs uh before muster yeah yeah what what do you feel that that muster is doing that these other services are not yeah that's a good question that's but that's probably the be the the best question actually because when we started out we looked very carefully at what was being done and how the problem that we thought existed for tabletop gamers um was being solved by them um what sort of workarounds were they using what tools and, and stuff are available and part of that was an other projects that said oh hey we we think there's a space for an app for tabletop gamers that can connect literally people calling it like tinder for tabletop gamers <laughs> um and so to, to to be clear like in answer to your question those projects that were done along this a similar line to ours um looked like they they were lacking kind of several things in 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 uh, composition. Um, the first was like uh, lots of them appeared, or there weren't. There were only a handful, but some appeared to um, have been done in a kind of a very kind of amateur um, hobby esque kind of way. Not that all uh, hobbies have have kind of rubbish outcomes, but a software of the kind that you need for this. Um, mm -hmm. I, I I feel like it, it can't really be delivered successfully by some one one developer in their spare time who also has a job or kids or um, plays games too often. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so that's one thing, and, and you're very unlikely to get a, a full stack developer or someone who will code an Android version and an iOS version, but, which of course you need because you've got players in in both populations. And for something like this, a hybrid like a I don't even know the new technologies, but Phone Gap or something react that would work across both it just doesn't give you fantastic performance like end user um experiences so in that sense um we think we're the we're the most professional attempt at solving this problem thus far um that's one thing uh, and the other is that we um looked we, we got the opportunity to look, to look at those past projects and identify where we believe they'd gone wrong i guess with their product market fit or with their brand identity or whatever because at the end of the day like some some every product that you're trying to 
convince people about. And by the way, Muster is completely free. Um, so it's not really a, a, a sales pitch so much as an acquisition pitch for us. It's, uh-huh. it's got to be attractive across the board. It's like, you've got to see why it will be useful for you. You often want to see that other people you know are already involved in it. Like that's a big draw. And then the brand and, and messages surrounding the brand also have to be consistent. And um, we put a lot of time and it's not perfect yet with muster, but, and we put a lot of time and effort into creating that identity. Um, even down to the name, right. Which for me, um, came from, came from the, that chapter in the Lord of the Rings where the mustering of the Rohirrim, um, yeah. where they bring all the, the horsemen in the, in the countryside together to, to go off and, and march on, uh, Minas Tirith or Pelennor Fields. And, um, so that, that well, you, you've, sold, you've sold me on the Lord of the Rings analogy alone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, well, and that was the thing. It was like when you play tabletop games, you you're going through that process. You want to summon people together and get get kind of rallying cry going. And even if it's enemies, right? Like you can use muster to look for enemies if you play <laughs> these kind of opponent based, competitive based games. Um, but that still has like that. It still has those connotations, and it's like. Um, I remember one of the first meetings we had with a with a kind of business interest, um, Magic Madhouse UK, um, who are fantastic, by the way. Just another shout out. Um, they were like, "I love how subtly nerdy your name is," and I was like, "That's exactly it. It's like um, it's got kind of some literal meaning, and then it has all these uh, kind of fantasy uh, elements to it, which are very common in in these games." And I've gone way away from what you originally asked, so. Um, the, so the, 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 the second thing about the projects that had existed already, um, was that the, they were often being run out of, um, uh, out of, like ran, run casually out of people's, um, homes, I guess. Um, and that meant that the marketing opportunities they had to businesses seemed to be quite limited. Um, so like an, an amateur effort in the true sense of the word. Yeah, yeah, de- definitely. And to their credit, like some some of them have got pretty far with what appeared to be um, w- pretty weak software development and stuff. Um, and so, but we're, we're in London, which is not to, to say that that's the perfect place, but it is the centre for a lot of growth in the industry at the moment. Um in terms of conventions, which we've spoken about a bit already, yeah. like there are a lot focused here, um, and uh, uh, there are huge and really awesome conventions elsewhere. Um, but a lot of businesses starting up have their kind of thumb in London um, because they want to get, make sure that they can get part of this market and then see where else in the UK is viable. Um, because if you if you ever want to take your business to Europe or to 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 the US, often you're going to go through through London and have a community and a user base or customer base here. Um, and that's exactly what we found. Like we were able to just sort of go out, um, and meet with some huge, uh, names in this industry, like, um, uh, Modifius entertainment, uh, for example, we've just brought out the, uh, fallout wasteland warfare, warfare game, which is a miniature system. That, we that, we it, did play it at UK yeah. games expo as well. So, what did Very you think? Honestly, honest, honest, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I've I've not had a chance yet, but but that that um that we 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 just their offices are sort of down the road from from where I I live and work. So there mm-hmm. is something about that um that we we feel like the the industry network that we're building is going to be one that that really helps us to move forward and reach lots of players and get get this uh community going. 
which is cool. Okay. One of the things that's quite interesting that you mentioned there was that some people had had taken this idea and sort of ran with it mm -hmm. so far. And th there's a number of designers um, of games that I've spoken to. Yeah. And um, they've actually said similar things with their games. Like, you know, well, I played such and such game and I liked that it did this thing, but yeah. I didn't like this aspect of it. So I decided to go and make my own version. Yeah. And you, you've almost done the same thing with a piece of software yeah, very much so I, 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 there's a i'm going to butcher this quote but there's a, a one of picasso's most famous quotes was um good good artists borrow i think and great artists uh steal they steal from each other and i think it's kind of arrogant to to believe that you can create something incredible and uh self-sufficient and and robust um without ever looking at anything else that anybody else has, has done and trying to learn some lessons like that's how that's how uh, I think software works and probably game development and then just kind of our lives. Like imagine if you were developing as a person, but you never got to see anybody else doing anything to correct yourself or to 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 learn something new or try something new. It like it just wouldn't work. Um, anything that's going to be good in the end, I think, um, has to learn from bounce off uh, other things around it. For I mean, sure, Lo Lovecraft was great for that because. Yeah. Um, in a lot of his writing, you, you know, we, we talk about the Cthulhu mythos. Yeah. Uh, Lovecraft, when he was still alive, he actually said to people, um, yeah, go ahead, write stories in my universe. He, yeah. he actually likes to see people creating things in his universe, which is almost polar opposite to Tolkien, who was very yeah. protective yeah. Of, of what he did. And, you know, he, he only really wanted people to approach it in a certain way, whereas yeah. Lovecraft... We took a sort of carte blanche approach to um, and embraced this idea that there there is an element whether you like it or not of cooperation yeah. and creating everything yeah i mean that's that's fantastically interesting right because i think obviously you can separate them quite significantly in time but there is this idea that um the 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 artist particularly in storytelling they lose control they lose ownership of of their story the second it kind of translates out of them um yeah it's in print or in literally in storytelling like i own my version of aragorn and of samwise and, and like because i interpreted them and and they've lived with me for for this time and and the set i think the same goes with everybody else is interpretation of um of of fantasy um it's, it's why everyone gets so pissed when like a an adaptation comes out is yeah. because like you say they've had their own version yeah. of this guy yeah. that they've created and when it doesn't match up with peter jackson's aragorn yeah that you know that it, it's upsetting because that uh, this weird sense of ownership yeah. develops doesn't it and it's it's the familiarity that you have with the idea that you clearly own, like I own my, own my, my, um, my image of it. And it's the familiar yeah. that you don't want to see that kind of disrupted. Um, the, but, but the, 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 um, the connection there with the, with the, um, but between the kind of fancy writing and the, the software and, and it, it developing in response to other, other stuff is that it, it kind of links back to what I was saying about the user, uh, cases, the feedback is that we, it would be so stupid of us to be like, no, we know how it's going to work and we're going to go ahead and do that according to our plan and like not and, and kind of be blinkered in that sense. We want to hear other people's interpretation of it. We want to hear their version. 
um, so that hopefully those those kind of those strands can um, can come together. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think uh, I think you're spot on with it. I think particularly with anything community driven. Yeah whether you like it or not it, it doesn't have to be true democracy but i think there has to be a degree of democracy yeah. for it to work yeah yeah and at, at the end of the day we're we're kind of um we're, we're trying to muster people we're, we're trying to bring people together and so if we're if we're not li- if we're not listening to them we don't really have much much hope of um of doing that for sure yeah yeah so i mean you, you've talked a little bit about um the the different games that uh, you, you're aiming to cater for, but at the moment, uh, in the beta stage, w- what is your your breakdown of, of gamers looking like? Like you know, you, is it is it leaning towards the the collectible card games, yeah. or the board um, games? How's that looking at the moment? So one of the things that's um, unsurprising is that uh, our, our kind of cross section of users now, even though it's not that it's not huge. Um, is pretty much a cross section of tabletop gaming as it stands. Um, okay. you, you see in basically every account, like the 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 very core board games as owned games and played games like Settlers, uh, Carcassonne, um, for, for everything from like Risk and Monopoly, which people will say that they own and play. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> and then the the dominant games are Magic: The Gathering um, in its various forms, as well as. Uh, D and D fifth edition, and then some some people who still uh, come together to play play previous editions and um, yeah. and uh, Warhammer, Warhammer. Yeah. The, the Games Workshop games are immensely popular, and they who actually in, we were at the um, London Grand Tournament oh, a couple cool. of weeks ago, um, which was strictly miniatures, but it had kind of all of their um, all of Games Workshop systems running in tandem. They had a big horizontality. I saw yeah. a picture of a couple of the tables with what I can only describe as the shittest, yeah. saddest collection of terrain yeah. I have ever yeah. seen. So I, w- I wasn't going to bring this up as the first thing, but I think they did. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did have a bit of a of a of a struggle with um, providing the type of kind of the, the the quality of terrain that people look for at a GT. Like it's ITC sanctioned, as far as I know, which is the kind of international. Um, ranking uh credit cr- credential stuff for playing 40k yeah. competitively at least and some of these tournaments you see ones kind of around the world there are opens in um in las vegas and the tables are like off the chain like they yeah. they really have some serious stuff going but it's also modular and like they can adapt it between rounds and i think they kind of just came down to the wire uh at this london one and hadn't quite got enough of it sorted um but I mean, like we were talking about um, before, having to do your first thing for the first time and and do your best, like that was the first or oh, second, I think, LGT, um, and it was in a new, larger venue and stuff. So I, I mean, I can't can't understand. Um, I, I I can't really appreciate how how stressful and difficult it must be to know that you've got four hundred very competitive. Um, queued up 
uh, 40k gamers coming oh, yeah. and they want to get their games and they want to be on time and, and everything um, I mean, and, cer- and certainly that is a tall order but at the same time like from the player perspective because there was a huge backlash on it in yeah, Facebook was, yeah. I don't yeah. play 40k but I play a lot of Age of Sigmar so I'm in a okay. lot of the games workshop groups yeah. and it, that that picture was plastered all over the yeah. internet yeah it wasn't I mean we saw it firsthand um, in or, or not not literally that that image being taken but the um the quality of all the boards like probably was it probably was substandard but i think they know that right like they they weren't yeah. under the illusion that they they they'd done they'd uh really nailed it on at, the, at terrain. the same time though i think you know when you're charging 50 pounds a ticket sure. to, yeah for the privilege of playing on that board that, that yeah. that's going to stick in your craw a bit as a yeah. customer i think definitely and 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 um yeah i mean i think um war gamers miniature war, war gamers um the likes of whom had attended that tournament were yeah they they were rightfully scrupulous about about <laughs> what, what had gone on um and then i guess like the but the the the, the, re, the main observation is like next year if they get people to come uh they'll make sure that the terrain is right because um, yeah. there's no way that they could afford for it for a repeat but i mean there are other things in the pipeline as far as i know um for more kind of um, casually orientated um, cinematic and fluffy tournaments that wouldn't necessarily be ICT, um, ITC um, and would be more about getting people for the kind of aesthetic and uh, whatever. Like the, okay, yeah, campaign play has always been a big deal for Games Workshop, hasn't it? For, for yeah. in the community. Yeah has fixated upon match play but i mean i i prefer campaign play definitely yeah i mean i think the big thing is that people just want to bring cheese and they just want to wipe <laughs> the opponent off the face of the earth yeah with whatever it would spamming whatever units necessary <laughs> um yeah. and you were i i don't think those those people um yeah, I don't think those men and, 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 and women, some women, are leaving the community and people who want a game in that way will continue to do so. But I think you create, I don't want to get into like safe spaces because that's not, not for now, but you create an environment where one type of gaming can prevail. And whether that's like campaign because it's specifically for that and people who are into that aspect of it will get their, their jollies. And then you can let the people who want to throw cheese at one another do that and, and everyone can be happy. And muster's great for that again because you can look yeah. at specific game types, can't you? Yeah, yeah. We're we're actually building a plan for the type of segmentation that we'll want, like in an ideal universe. But for the moment, yeah, every game system, every edition, and stuff is is fully filterable and se- separated. So the communities can exist all in one app, app, uh, map. Like you can go and see, oh, just who's nearby or who's attending these events for anything. But um. Hopefully, uh, we'll we'll see people using it to get exactly what they want in terms of a, an opponent to play or the fifth player in a campaign that they they need to pick up or or something because they know yeah they know uh, sort of precisely what they're looking for, um, and, and and we're still again in in sort of listening we we are updating adding games to the database as it as uh, as they come up, um, so one of the cool things at Aircon was. Uh, we had some of the developers who were there demoing and kickstartering games be like, "Oh well, I mean, can we let you know when when we're when we're out there um, so that we can in, be be included?" And we were like, "Yeah, that's a hundred percent what we want to be uh, kind of seeing and, and working with with people as they uh, 
emerge in the industry. Yeah. yeah. So, what does the the future look like for Muster? What what's the desired outcome? Um. Well, I mean, we we want to create like 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 I was saying um, with that analogy at the start, not Tinder with Steam. <laughs> um, we want, yeah, we want we want to uh, to to be the steam of the steam of tabletop gaming, um, and uh, what what that will hopefully look like is um, the capability for players to get sort of exactly the type of game uh, they want, where they want, when they want, with the players that they want. And um, to have kind of intelligent feedback on that system. So what we already have now is a, uh, the, the beginnings of that in a reporting, uh, commending, ranking function. So players' profiles will be kind of accredited with with uh, with commends as they attend sessions and people give them thumbs up and stuff. Which for the moment is just a reflection of like anything from knowing the rules and being friendly and competent to i mean we, we're not beating around the bush like hygiene and stuff <laughs> um that that can sometimes no fingers pointed um be an issue in this industry yeah. um, i know that like just about every event i've been to recently there's like cans of deodorant uh sat down yeah, convenient yeah, places. yeah yeah and it's people people know about it and we want we all want to do something about it um but yeah so that that's one thing and um and and that that's really where the parallel with Steam uh, ends in the this sort of matchmaking social uh, community function and then the reporting banning. Um, but the the future really f for us uh, is in the type the the production and, and distribution of um, games as they're being created. We hope um, giving new kickstarters or publishers or or um, creators a platform for testing their game and then for finding players to play their game hosting tournaments and events to publicize their game um and kind of mar marketing their products in that way and it, it works for a campaign book in the same way that it works for a new range of miniatures or a new uh, block of cards in a in a in a ccg um and like oh, that's all it's, it's fairly ambitious but that that's that's the vision i think for now um but it's all based on that kind of social uh, and organizational tool that we thought um, and still think people are, yeah, people people need and want. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it sounds all very exciting, and um, I look forward to seeing how it progresses in the coming months. But that is about all we've got time for today. Absolutely. Yeah. So, if people would like to take a look at the Muster app, uh, where do they need to go look? Um, yeah, they, they can get us all, all over the place. We've got a website, which is um, uh, masterapp.co.uk. Um, and we're actually running a, a blog on there at the moment. So I kind of just pick up stories and, and um, uh, stuff from people we meet and who grease us online and just stuff about our idea. Um, and yeah, that's uh, masterapp.co.uk. And then we're, we're on Instagram and, and on Facebook and stuff. Um, so you could also just get us by Googling, I think. I mean, there aren't that many things out there in the world called muster. And if you if you throw a tabletop gaming or gaming or app and stuff on there, um, that's how. And then, of course, if you want to go and download the app, um, 
you can do so from the app stores from from google play and the app store uh and we massively massively appreciate and this is a, a short pitch any feedback um along the lines that we've just been talking about like things you'd want it to do or things that um it's not it's yeah it's it's not doing correctly at the moment we, we yeah we wouldn't be more happy to hear that um and yeah that that's uh, that's where to find us and, and what we're doing at the moment great look thank you for joining us on the show today yeah, you're very welcome. It was a, it was a pleasure. Yep. Yeah. And for all of our listeners, wherever you are, thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. Hi everyone, it's Charlotte from the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. All you need to do is search Unlucky Frog Gaming. You can also show your support for the Unlucky Frog through Patreon. To find out more information, check out our website, www.unluckyfrog.com. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.